0: I have a friend who, 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 who talks about his ego as his majesty, mm-hmm. the baby. And his <laughs> majesty, the baby is in charge. And sometimes, and this man, this man is actually in a 12 step program and he's been in a 12 step program, uh, longer than, than I've been alive. Uh, and still to this day, he'll occasionally talk to me about, uh, his majesty. The baby was in charge mm-hmm. and ruined the dinner. With mm-hmm. the wife, or or ruined the relationship for the afternoon with one of the kids because His <laughs> Majesty the baby was in charge. And the beautiful thing about <laughs> it, it doesn't shock me. In fact, it it really it's like wow, wow. And this guy is sort of, I mean, I look up to him. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons I look up to him is because he'll say that I don't, I don't have it all together yet, you know. And uh, that's somehow refreshing. <laughs>
1: Well, hello, and welcome back to Deep in Christ. I'm your host, John Mark Grody, here at the Coming Home Network International, uh, sharing with you another conversation about this, our daily task of growing in imitation of and relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks again for being here, for joining this conversation. Thank you for your prayers, praying for you, uh, praying for this, this community, the Coming Home Network, uh, people who are seeking uh, to discover all that Christ wants to give us through his church. But in the meantime, wherever you are, wherever we are in relation. To the church in relation to those questions of theology and apologetics, and all that we got to stay deep rooted in Christ, growing in Christ, leaning into that relationship, seeking first the kingdom of God in Christ's lordship in our lives, and then trusting that he'll he'll work out the rest in His time. So, to that end, uh, I'm joined again by my good friend and mentor and colleague, Brother Rex. How you doing, brother? Doing. How are you, sir? Doing good. Doing good. Excited to keep talking about, uh, we've been studying these 12 steps, the spirituality of the 12 steps uh, as Christians. Um, Again, they're they're so steeped in the gospel, uh, and as we've discussed, we tend to think of them as something for people out there, but if we dig into them just a little bit, we realize, oh, this is just making the gospel really practical Mm -hmm. in my life, and I need them just as much as anybody else.
0: Amen. Amen. That's always been my, my experience, yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't know anybody that I've ever talked with who, if they were familiar with the 12 steps at all, didn't on some level, just there was a deep resonance with it. They're like, yeah, I, I get right. that. I understand whether they were, had some sort of addiction uh, yeah. to a chemical or a behavior or whether they're just uh, dealing with, you know, just garden variety centers uh, doing their best to, to follow the Lord one day at a time. Uh, they found yeah. a benefit in the 12 steps. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, we make a distinction in Christianity, in the Catholic Church, certainly between, um, you know, venial sins and mortal sins or, you know, less serious sins that sort of happen out of habit, just kind of they happen. We're not thinking too serious about them. And yeah, graver sin that we more intentionally choose. And certainly there's that distinction to be made in our spiritual life between, you know, things that we consciously, willfully do wrong that we're more involved in, and those things that sort of happen more out of habit. But even with that said, though, amongst all those sins, there's a common woundedness that we all share. So regardless of what the object of our sinfulness relates to, again, a chemical or behavior, or the point is, is if our life is out of order, if we don't do as we ought and as we want, if we don't think the way we ought, if 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 we recognize an insanity in our life of doing the same thing over and over, even though we... We know we should do otherwise. We wish we should do otherwise, or even just on the level of of, of uh, you know people who struggle with anxiety or things like that. That my, again, for whatever reason, we have these underlying wounds that cause us to think and feel and act contrary to what we know to be true. That God is the Lord. That He loves us. That we're, we're loved and cherished and chosen, and and He and He He's merciful and He wants us. Even with all that truth that we know we constantly go back to the same thoughts and behaviors and feelings. And so in some sense, again, we're all in the same boat here. We're wounded, we're broken. And if we can just get to a place of more radical honesty about that, we can perhaps invite the Lord uh, to heal us in a way that we haven't experienced up to this point.
0: I don't know that I've ever met anyone who uh, who, were being ra- who was being radically honest with themselves Yeah. Uh, that— they couldn't identify with that line from, I think it's the Psalms. I, it just popped into my head, so I can't remember which psalm it is. But it says, mm-hmm. um, uh, basically, uh, I'm like a dog returning to its vomit. Is that in the psalm? <laughs> right. Is that is right? And I mean, and that's a pretty graphic way of saying it. But it, but it seems yeah. to me that maybe the psalmist was on something, huh? I, mm-hmm. As Paul said, I know what I ought to do, and I don't do it. And I know what I yeah. ought not do, and I do it again yeah. we're right back to that unmanageability and that insanity you know right. and i have in fact used those words in my very own confession father it's like <clears throat> like a dog returning to its vomit you know yeah i don't have to explain that to the priest the priest gets that and if yeah. the priest is honest the priest knows it from personal experience mm-hmm. um yeah so yeah we're all we're all, i think it was uh Bishop Robert Barron that said we're all we're all in the same boat and we're all seasick yeah. <laughs> right. And I'm like, that's brilliant. That's simple. That's almost yeah. like a 12 step slogan. Right. We're all in the same boat <laughs> right. and we're all seasick. Yeah. yeah. And that, uh, and in terms of the venial and mortal, mortal sin, that's, that, I know those are crucial distinctions that we make in, in the church. Um, it seems to me, and they need to be made at some point uh, in some mm-hmm. context. It seems to me that for, uh, for my purposes in the 12 steps, like I said, the last time we gathered, What's most important to me is to just simply admit that these thinking patterns, these behaviors, these manners of being in the world are inconsistent with my proclamation that I'm a disciple of
1: Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't need to figure them out and Mm -hmm. fully analyze them necessarily first. That may be yet another way of putting off just the the moment of saying, Lord, I don't—even my— My trying to manage my unmanageability <laughs> is 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 fruitless and hopeless. I need to just admit that I need you, Lord. I need you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm such a
0: mess. I mean, sometimes that's the best I can do in my prayer, Lord. I am such a mess.
1: You know. Yeah. And uh,
0: then go on and and explain to the Lord just to hear myself say it out loud. This is what I mean yeah. by that. Yeah. yeah. Uh And thankfully, because uh, I yeah. have come to believe that a power greater than myself can restore mm-hmm. me to sanity. Uh, Amen. Can, Amen. Can come to the third step, right?
1: Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so lead us into that, brother. What is the third yeah. step? So the third step
0: is um, uh, made a decision, a conscious act of the will. Made a decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of God as I understood Him. Yeah. So I've I've admitted I'm in my life as unmanageable uh, on however I wanted to define unmanageability. Uh, mm-hmm. that I come to believe that because I've tried this over and over again, and can't do it myself. Uh, I've come to believe that a power greater than myself can restore me to sanity, that even this, the Lord is not, uh, is not uh, incapable of, of healing this wound. Even this wound, the Lord can heal. Yeah. And so that's the second step. And so the third step is I make a decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of of God, as I understand Him, And that can be, I mean, in the the 12-step programs, uh, they don't have a particular uh, theology around God, uh, but we as Christians do. And so when I uh, make a decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of God, as I understand Him, that is uh, uh, as best I understand Jesus today. Uh, Jesus will reveal himself to me more and more as I continue the journey. Uh, But I give as much of myself to as much of the Lord as I understand today. Yeah. Uh, And that's the third step. Yeah.
1: You know, as we've been doing, I mean, you can kind of look at these steps and you can imagine them as they're presented in the 12-step literature, often in the context of someone who's maybe coming to faith in this Mm -hmm. process for the first time. And so that's that's one way to think of this in ways that we might share it with other people. But in terms of our most of us, most of the the audience, the the community here around the Communion Network, we're Christians. We may be coming from different backgrounds, you know, as we look into the Catholic faith, as we are considering perhaps uh, becoming Catholic. We're trying to figure out the, the the theological stuff. But in the meantime, we're coming at this question of the the day to day walk with Christ still as as Christians. And so thinking of these twelve steps in the context of a, of an already Christian life. What came to me as I was reflecting on this step was just, again, in the first two steps, the, the, what the realization is, at least for me, is that to some degree I've always had those steps out of order. Like I have had a – certainly I believe and I trust God and I kind of sort of ask him to help me and, and heal me. But for the most part, I keep him – like I'm managing my life. Uh, and I'm only sort of generally, vaguely uh, asking him for help. And instead, I need to reverse those. I need, I need to be radically honest in the first step, in a way that I perhaps never have been afore- before, about my weakness, about my woundedness. I need to get specific and concrete about Lord, I am, I am wounded and weak in these various ways. And then, with that in mind, I. I want to reaffirm Christ as the Lord of my life, as the, the power greater than me that I need, that can that can heal me, I, my need for that. And so now in, in a new way on this third step, that in light of that new honesty that perhaps I had never had before with myself or with my God, I want to a- ask myself and, and answer this question of, Lord, do I really want to give you the reins over my life? You know, if you're calling me to make a big change, if you're calling me, to perhaps, perhaps I've been really comfortable in my lukewarmness for a long time, you know, just lukewarmly living in in sin, praying vaguely. Am I really ready to be healed? Am I really ready, Lord, for you to lead me out of that and perhaps call me to do something different or greater in my life? Mm -hmm. In prayer, I want to consider that and I want to answer in the, the affirmative in this context of a new honesty. Yes, Lord, whatever that looks like, I want to give you lordship over my life and the different parts of my life, especially those parts perhaps I've kept back to myself up to this point. I mm. want to give you lordship there.
0: Mm, mm, that's beautiful. Uh, as you were saying that, I was thinking about uh, how in some ways, in, in various aspects of my life over the years, uh, um, I have had, it's been, it's been my, my will predominantly with an overlay of thin veneer of Jesus.
1: <laughs> and, uh, I love that.
0: <laughs> right. It's just this thin veneer of yes. Jesus. And then yeah. by the grace of God, that sort of cracks. And I realize, yeah. as you said, oh my gosh, I've actually been I've actually been self-will run riot, as I hear them say in 12-step programs, right? It's been my self-will yeah. run riot, but I've overlaid it with a with Jesus talk. You know, and uh, and the beautiful thing is for me anyway, is that I recognize now that the, the, the way that I've come to understand God in Christ is that God knew that Jesus saw that and still was willing to be there for me in some way or other uh, in the relationship as I sort of came to the realization, right, that uh, I've got this backwards it's like the the prodigal son when he makes the decision to go home and the story is right the parable is while he the son was a long way off the father who is god saw him and went running went running towards the son And that happens today in my life and the lives of a lot of other people. Then we, then I turn around. I say, okay. I realize that this is unmanageable. That I need to give this to the Lord. I need to come to believe. I've come to believe. I'm on my way back, and there comes the Lord running. Yeah, you know, after me. And that's just overwhelming. It's like, oh my god! Again, it's back to that. How humbling is that? That the God of the universe would come running. Yeah. When I make that first conscious decision, just to take that step. With as much of God as I understand. And the God and God comes running. Whew. Yeah. And you can't make his stuff up.
1: <laughs> no. There's there's some you know some wonderful paradoxes there in the gospel of this this um pre-conversion, whether it's you know your the initial conversion to Christ or the subsequent conversions that we all continue to 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 persevere through. Pre-conversion We are always living with some amount of this this weird paradox, paradoxical uh, yin yang of self love and self hatred, right? A prideful self love, holding on to myself, and you know, um, combined with a self hatred, right? Mm -hmm. Like because we're we're resistant to the truth of who I am, in the sense of what, what what it would be humility, you know, my my smallness, my littleness, my weakness. We're allergic to that, but we're at the same token, we're also resistant to the upward call of the Father for us to to be great, to 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 take our place as sons and daughters of God. There's a self-love and self-hatred that's mm-hmm, sort of wrapped mm-hmm. up in each other and in some senses two sides of the same coin, like pride and sloth or despair. They're they're really two sides of the same phenomenon. And what's paradoxical, of course, is when the prodigal runs back to the Father and in humility lets go of both of those. The pride and the sloth, the self-love of pride and the the self-loathing of dis- of despair and sloth, that humility uh, in 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 the presence of the Father, not only does it bring him back in relationship with the Father, but then he's we, we're, we're given from the Father is an is a new and authentic grounds for a holy. Ambition, a holy magnanimity, a holy confidence in God to yes, go out and and do something great for God. Mm-hmm. It's not a confidence based on myself, my my uh, my pride. It's a confidence based on the loving gaze of the Father. And so there's a paradox there of where like w- when we give up ourselves, when we allow ourselves, when we allow ourselves to to, to die to self, when we die to self, mm-hmm. what what is restored from the Father is a true relationship, but also like ourselves again like like the the sanity of knowing who we are and whose we are and what we're called to um it's a it's a it's an amazing thing the gospel presents us with in in the various parables where where our lord talks about this
0: two things come to mind as you're talking about that self-hatred and that self-loathing um there's this there's this uh uh, saying i've heard i'm not much but i'm all i ever think about (laughs) Right, That's I'm not much. My but I'm all ever think about.
1: It.
0: Yeah, I'm not much, but I'm yeah. all I ever think about. Right, and the other yeah, thing yeah. was, um, as you were saying, that uh, I have built up this persona, right? This, yeah. th- which is not, it's not based in anything. It's not really based in reality. Uh, right. I, ba- I, it's what uh, some people have called in the spiritual life the false self, right? And so mm-hmm. it's dismantling that, you know, and giving g- giving everything over to the Lord, and the Lord begins to recreate me, to transform me. Right. Right. Into the likeness of himself, which is what I was created for in the first place, which is what we tend to call holiness we were created for holiness, but my ego gets in the way. And again, there's an acronym in the 12 step programs. Ego is an acronym for easing God out. Mm. Ego easing God out. And as soon as my ego takes center stage, which it does, on a regular basis right i've only been walking with the lord for a little over 30 years so i'm relatively new at this right um so when my ego steps up to the fore and takes over things just don't don't just don't go well i have a friend who 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 who, who talks about his ego as his majesty Mm -hmm. the baby (laughs) <laughs> and then his majesty, the baby is in charge. And sometimes, and this man, this man is actually in a 12-step program and he's been in a 12-step program uh, longer than, than I've been alive. Uh, and still to this day, he'll occasionally talk to me about uh, his majesty, the baby was in charge mm-hmm. and ruined the dinner with mm-hmm. the wife. Or or ruined the relationship for the afternoon with one of the kids because his <laughs> Majesty the baby was in charge. And the beautiful thing about it, it doesn't shock me. In fact, it it really it's like wow, wow. And this guy is sort of I mean I look up to him. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons I look up to him is because he'll say that I don't I don't have it all together yet, you know. And uh, that's somehow refreshing. Right. right. Uh, to know that that even after all these years of walking. Uh, the spiritual path that he still occasionally uh, allows the ego to come to the fore. I think it's just, it's part of our concupiscence. It's part of our brokenness. Right. So it's not, it's not, it just is what it is. Right. Yeah. Just is what it is Now deal with and dealing with it in this case means turning it over to our Lord, making, Mm -hmm. making a decision to turn my will and my life, to turn His Majesty the baby over to the care of God. Because when I let the baby drive the bus, there's wreckage everywhere. (laughs) And yet it's a process, right? I mean, I, I I turn my will and my life over to the care of God, as I understand Him, and in the morning, and by noon, I've taken it back. I've taken back my will in my life on my worst days, right? On my spiritually fit days, I might be able to get from breakfast until supper before I realize, oh, I've, I've, I've now uh, taken my will back. I've never let go of anything. Hmm. didn't have claw marks all over. Uh, yeah. So uh, it's an ongoing process again of, of, yeah. of dying to self, dying to self, right? Yeah. The picking up that cross.
1: It seems like a practical way that you know we go about this is is you know in our conversation with God in prayer. Um, I think we have to be careful sometimes, uh, especially if we're anxious people, of instead of praying, of allowing ourselves to begin d- to dwell and ruminate about the future. Mm, mm, I mm. you know, sc- you know, think Lewis talks about this in Screwtape Letters about this temptation to sort of fight all the battles, future potential imaginary mm. battles in the moment rather than dealing mm-hmm. with the moment. So we don't want to. We don't want to look ahead and necessarily get ourselves anxious trying to fight the future's battles in the present. But I think there is a a proper way of of looking ahead in prayers, you know, say in the morning, and sort of looking, expecting the unexpected in the day to come. And at some level of our heart in that moment, expecting the unexpected, saying, Lord, whatever comes, I, I... I'm, I'm making a decision to turn my mm-hmm. will over here, mm-hmm. to, to mm-hmm. remain with mm-hmm. you, to, to hold on to your peace rather than trade it for mm-hmm. trying to manage myself out of whatever the difficulty that comes.
0: And the work is to hold, the work is to remember that. Right? Yeah. The work is to remember that I've done that. Uh, and that's right. what I say when I've taken my will back is because I've forgotten that in the morning, right. uh, well, let's face it, John Mark, on yeah. any given day in my life, something's going to go the way I don't want it to go. It just is because that's just the way life is. Right. And so if I can, in the morning, say to the Lord, Lord, I know at some point today, things are not going to go the way that I want them to go. Please, in your grace, remind me that I already knew this. That there's no reason for me to be upset. That I've already given this to you. That we've made a deal. That anything that comes down the pike, I'm going to give to you. That all sounds beautiful, John Mark. But when yeah. it hits the fan, oh my goodness, <laughs> oh my goodness. Right? Yeah. I forget that I turned my will on my life. I got a built-in forgetter, and it works wonderfully. Right? Yeah. Spiritual dementia. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. But it's um so it's a matter of that daily process of turning my will and my life over to the care of God. If I understand, it's an ongoing process. Yeah. I can't just do it once. I can't.
1: Yeah, and we can take again. We can take if we, if we're thinking along these lines, we put ourselves in that place and we 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 practice the presence of God. We practice kind of holding on to this realization and gently, not violently or discouragedly, you know, gently bringing ourselves back to that whenever we we have a misstep. Again, we can turn every temptation. We can turn every Moment of weakness, we can turn every sin into something good by as soon as we noticing it, gently stepping back, replacing ourselves in the in the presence of God. You know, and, and turning into something good. Every time we 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 have those moments, the the sooner we can not get caught up in a bunch of negative self talk, but simply and you know sincerely go to God, Lord, I'm sorry, I'm weakness there, but for the grace of God, go I. I'm back and I want to stay here. Um, like that should be part of our practice. Sometimes it's, again, it's it's playing into our own attempts to self-manage by when we make a mistake, getting really down on ourselves and getting wrapped up and getting worried and getting anxious rather than, no, running right back to the feet of Jesus, asking for mercy, accepting love, pressing on.
0: I think it's the devil's work that w- that I would stay, the devil would have me stay focused in what I've done wrong. When what I what the Lord has asked me to do is simply to bring it to Him and lay it at His feet, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what I can do if I'm not careful again, if I'm not physically uh, spiritually fit, and by spiritually fit I mean doing my daily prayers, you know, uh, taking care of my daily my daily prayers and so forth, that um, I can get caught up in that self accusation, and you know, Jesus is not the great accuser, ac- accuser the devil is. Uh, and I need to take the focus off I me mean, again. In some odd, weird kind of uh, wounded way, again the ego is in charge. When I begin to just focus on myself and realize I made a, I made a mistake, a lot a horrible human being. As if Jesus didn't know that was coming when he was hanging on the cross, he saw it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's like, okay, I saw this already. Why don't you just bring it to me? Right. Uh, and uh, unless I let go of it, the Lord is un- unable to. I mean, he's able to do anything he wants to, but he's so set up the world that I have some agency of, of offering it to the Lord, and the Lord will take it. And that can be difficult, because I want to be in yeah. charge, right?
1: Yeah. So in some sense, I think one way to think of these first three steps, uh, for the again, for the, the Christian who's not necessarily coming at this new to Christ in general, but is coming at this in the context of a spiritual life, a, a renewal, hopefully, of their faith, In some sense, we can think of all these three as as sort of habits of our prayer life, Mm. proceeding into action. That because there's also we're going to do them over and over too. That periodically, um, all the time in some sense, but periodically in a more concrete way, we need to really dig deep and and look for, do some soul searching. Perhaps you know in the in adoration before the Blessed Sacrament, you know, really do some soul searching. Like, what are the areas of my life that I'm still wounded in? And, and maybe not even uh, limit it so much to, sometimes I think if we think too narrowly about sin in terms of the very concrete things that I do wrong, I think we need to broaden that and say, no, what are the, the areas of woundedness more generally? Yes, the sins, but also the the places of anxiety and fear because there too is a lack of trust in God. The place of woundedness, the resentments, the, the fears, the, what's the whole, what are, I really wanna cast a wide net for the aspects of my life I haven't fully turned over to Jesus. And then in prayer again to reaffirm Christ's power, uh, and to re-offer, and maybe that's again the the, the daily habit that offering, I'm trying to put myself in that place of the presence of God, the to expect the unexpected in life, and and plan ahead of time to say yes, Lord, to that whatever that difficulty is, and also, but to be ready that whenever there's a mistake made, whenever I'm tempted or whenever I I lose my patience or whatever, that as soon as I notice it, I gently r- run to the feet of Jesus and seek his mercy and receive his love.
0: It's beautiful the way you said I heard I heard step four in there, and what you just said, I heard step ten. Oh, did I? Dang it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Well. You- <laughs> huzzah. <laughs>
1: Well, what I wanted to say was, I am powerless a, of being able to <laughs> do these in order and not rush ahead. <laughs> Sorry, <go> ahead. <laughs> uh, the, the, the,
0: some are sicker than others, right? Uh, but it's difficult to do. It's difficult to do that, stay, uh, mm-hmm. even sitting before the blessed sacrament, Lord and If in step three I haven't, I haven't. If I don't understand that God loves me. Uh, so much that he chose to take flesh and come come to be with me and be for me, Mm -hmm. that God God loves me enough to die for me, until I can start to grasp that. It's scary to go before. If I think God is this big ogre, right? If I think God is out to get me making a checklist, and as soon as I've got, okay, you've, you've done 12 sins, now it's off to hell with you. Uh, and there are people who think he, he, I mean, I see him. On the, I see him uh, in the newspaper articles. People h- holding up these to ferocious, Is that a word?
1: These we're going to we're going to run with it. Ferocious. <laughs>
0: these ferocious <laughs> signs about what God's going to do you because you are this or that or you didn't do this or didn't do that. I'm like, what? I don't know. I don't know who they're talking. I don't know what God they're referring to. It is not the God revealed okay. to me in Jesus Christ. Right? Hmm once i've re- once i've come to to turn my will and my life over to the care of god as god has revealed himself in the person of jesus christ i'm in pretty good shape huh because there's because neither death nor life nor blood, nothing can separate me from the love of god except perhaps right. me right, um, right still right. god's love is there um so that can be scary to be able to go to god and say all of this stuff Uh, if I haven't got firmly rooted in the fact that God, in fact, loves me. And sometimes, sometimes I can be so wounded in my image of God that I find it very difficult uh, to uh, um, make a decision to turn my will in my life over the care of God as I understand it, because my understanding is so screwed up. That's that's one of the reasons why community is so important, because I can see people like you or talk to people like you and find out, oh, is that how you understand God? Is that how you've come to understand God? Because that's not how I understood God. So maybe I, maybe I'm a little off here, and I need to reconsider, right? And so we have that community aspect of the recovery program, uh, of the spiritual life, that uh, helps me to see things that I can't see, and get, uh, you know, get my sight back, as it were. The Lord will will remove my blindness through you. And yeah. then when I'm rooted in God's love, I realize, okay, I I can tell God anything. I can tell yeah. God anything because there's not a divine hammer waiting to drop on me. And I know that there are people who believe that, that there's a hammer
1: waiting to yeah. drop. Uh, not a divine hammer, a divine healer, right? Who's always mm-hmm. ready.
0: Divine physician, yeah. right? Yeah. That's a beautiful... It's it's, it's, it's Yeah. Yeah. Can't make it up.
1: No. Well, good stuff, brother. A lot of a lot of great stuff for us to think and pray on again this week. Um, we're sort of f- through now the first group of steps, right? These The first few mm-hmm. steps really focusing on restoring Our relationship this relationship with God. Mm-hmm. with God and then moves on more to how would you describe the next group of steps we'll move on to?
0: Well, maybe, so maybe like steps four through nine or four through 10 are about um, cleaning house or taking, you know, taking a good, good, a good look at our own, uh, our own interior life, our own spiritual life, and how that affects in negative and positive ways, our relationships uh, around us, our relationship with ourselves, our relationship with God, uh, our relationship with the others. Uh, and, uh, and then 11 and 12, steps 11 and 12 are about Uh, carrying that message or sharing that love, sharing what we've learned through the 12 steps with other people. Uh, So, uh, you know, the first three steps are about uh, trusting in God. uh, Steps four through nine, four through 10, uh, cleaning house interiorly, allowing the Lord to get in there and clean house. uh, And then 11 and 12, helping others.
1: Yeah, well, thank you, brother, for 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 this discussion this week. And thank you for joining us for this episode of Deep in Christ. Again, we hope that our conversation has been edifying to you today. Uh, once again, if you are someone who uh, has joined the Catholic Church or you're asking questions about Catholicism or thinking about becoming Catholic or in the R- RCIA program or whatever, this is your network. You know, this is this is your group of people. We, we get you. We get your questions. We've been there. We're at various stages of the journey with regards to the Church. But all of us are committed to walking with Christ wherever he's leading us day to day and so visit www.chnetwork.org we've got a lot of videos and articles and resources as well as a newsletter uh, for you there uh, and also our online community at community.chnetwork.org where you can follow along with this show and other shows from the coming home network and, and journey along with a, a, a network of fellow christians uh, men women like yourself so once again thank you for joining us for this episode god bless you walk with Christ this week. Don't give up. We'll talk to you next time. God bless.